Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. But uh, typically on Saturdays, we uh, do tech talk with Doug, and sometimes I love to talk space and space flight. And it's been a while, but uh, joining us on the line is Stephen Clark from SpaceFlightNow.com, and uh, he is based down at Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And Stephen, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to visit with you. And right now, a little quiet. SpaceX did a launch, and uh, they they have become, dare I say, routine. I know there is nothing routine about space flight, but uh, SpaceX making it look easy launching not only humans but uh, satellites into orbit. Indeed, you know uh, this launch last week, uh, a couple days ago, was their thirty fourth launch of the year and um, last year the entire calendar year they had 31 and the entire year of 2021 and you know i was just you know they just broke that record a few launches ago a few weeks ago and i was going through my archives and you know five years ago they had around a dozen launches per year and uh you know the trend is just going up and up in terms of of the launch rate and yeah they are becoming more routine they're launching about once per week at this point yeah it is extraordinary but we're still waiting on uh the big starship launch down in boca chica texas can you give us an update because i understand there was a problem on the pad uh they haven't necessarily gone back to the drawing board but they are making repairs can can you give us an update because it's hard to find any news on what's going on with starship down in texas yeah, they had they had an incident a few weeks ago uh, with their booster with uh, you know, this giant Starship rocket has 33 engines on it, and it's the largest, most powerful rocket ever built. And when it flies, it'll be the most powerful ever to fly. And uh, they had this booster doing some ground testing on the pad uh, down in South Texas a few weeks ago, and they had pretty much had an inadvertent ignition uh, event when they were trying to do some uh, startup testing. They were trying to test. The system that actually ignites the engines is my understanding on the pad, and they had some uh, methane fuel that uh, was uh, congregating, so to speak, or had accumulated uh, in the engine area uh, in the air, and that caused uh, once they in you know activated this igniter system, caused this small explosion essentially that uh, damaged part of the uh, launch mount and uh, I think damaged some of the rocket system itself as well. They rolled it back to the hangar uh, for some repairs, and in fact, they just rolled it back 
to the uh, pad uh, this morning, overnight actually, to do some more testing. So they have done some repairs on it. Uh, this is the rocket booster, uh, the flight article that SpaceX had been uh, aiming to actually launch on their orbital test flight, their first full launch of the Starship. Uh, it's not clear that's going to be the case now because they're moving so fast in production that, you know, there's, they have some hangups in the testing and getting ready for launch, but they're building these engines and building these uh, tanks so quickly that they may have the next one ready that's undamaged uh, by the time they would have, before they would have this one repaired. So they're kind of doing a shuffle, uh, kind of a shell game, so to speak, for uh, the booster that was damaged. They're actually going to do some ground testing on it. Uh, but it's not clear that unit, that actual rocket itself will fly. They may launch the next one. So I think this incident probably set them back uh, maybe a month or two at least, uh, just looking from how close they were, where they were in testing about a month ago. They're just now getting back to that point right now. So I think that set them back at least a month uh, in terms of when they're actually going to be ready to launch. But in in maybe terms of what nasa does this is relatively quick they they are not stopping that they they've rolled it out they're they're gonna they're gonna fix it, it really is a trial and error when there have been setbacks for instance for the uh, big uh, space launch system program for nasa there there have been delays of six months or a year are not uncommon mm-hmm. so for spacex to get it turned around relatively quickly and get back on the pad and try and fly is is what they do yeah you're, you're exactly right and they're a lot more nimble and agile and uh you know, they move a lot faster than nasa or almost any other space company even in the commercial realm and you know to be able to overcome this in, in about a month is pretty remarkable you know nasa um they had some setbacks they have their own giant rocket which we can talk about if you if you want that's significantly more expen- expensive it's expendable it's not reusable it's kind of uh, even the NASA administrator left this past week, you know, kind of admitted that it looks a little retro from from the outside at least, and uh, you know, compared to some of the new rockets like the Starship, and they've had their setbacks as well. NASA has, and it's taken months to repair. They had an incident uh, where they uh, had an early shutdown of a ground test of the Space Launch System booster, kind of the similar anal- uh, analog to what we're talking about with SpaceX's Starship, and that set them back multiple months and. Uh, that whole program, as you, as you well know, oh, is sure. delayed years, and um, you know we're on the cusp of that launch as well. So it's kind of a it's interesting. These two giant rockets, made in very different ways, with you know very different cost figures attached to them as well, uh, are on the cusp of launching perhaps within weeks or months of each other. Yeah, it, it is extraordinary, and I do want to bring that up. By the way, is Stephen Clark. Uh, from spaceflightnow.com, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And speaking of that uh, gigantic rocket, it is going to be rolled out to the pad and is scheduled to launch sometime in August, I'm sure weather permitting, but uh, we are getting very close. And uh, it it sounds like on the east coast of Florida, there, there could be a lot of people there to watch the launch because it'll be something to see. Yeah, that's from what I've heard from the tourism folks uh, here in the local area. They're expecting several hundred thousand people potentially uh, for this launch of this NASA Space Launch System, which is the, you know, a, a, a rocket of similar size to the Starship. Uh, and it's, in fact, will be the most powerful rocket 
in terms of thrust or horsepower or however you want to measure the, the power of this rocket, it's the most powerful rocket to ever launch from the Kennedy Space Center, and, and it exceeds the Saturn V in terms of liftoff thrust. Uh, so it'll, it's a, a huge rocket, more than 30 stories tall, and it's the, it's the rocket that NASA has been working on for a decade now, since 2012 is when this program was formally started uh, up. And at that point, they aimed for a launch in, by the end of 2017. And here we are five years later uh, on the verge of launching it. And this is the rocket that NASA is designed to carry people back to the moon. And, uh, you know, it'll be a very impressive historic moment to see this thing launch. And there's a lot riding on it because there are many critics of this program because of its cost and the way the program is set up and how many delays it's had, you know, especially comparing to what SpaceX has been doing. So, you know, if the launch successful, um, I think there may be at least a limited future for the space launch system to fly again and eventually carry people to the moon, uh, at least uh, until SpaceX is proving that their Starship is ready to carry people. Uh, but if the launch goes poorly, if there's a major problem with the launch, um, you know, there will be a lot of questions asked, I think, from the public and from lawmakers about the utility and value of the program. And, and do you buy that date, August 18th? I mean, that that keeps floating around out there. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, could, could we see something that soon? I think the, the targeting rollout uh, of the rocket to the pad on August the 18th, and the launch date target is no earlier than August the 29th. And uh, the last update we had just yesterday from NASA officially was that's still on schedule. They have a couple of days of margin if they have any minor issues that come up. Um, and so that's less than a month away, about four weeks, three or four weeks away till August the 29th for that launch opportunity. And uh, they have backup dates if the weather has a if the weather is poor. If they have a problem, they can try again on September second or September the sixth or September the fifth, rather. Uh, so August 29th, September the second, and September the fifth are the three dates they have available to launch this mission. And then they're uh, if they don't launch by September the fifth, uh, they would have to stand down for several weeks because the mission can only launch when the moon is in its proper position. You know, the moon orbits the Earth once every sure. 28 days. And it has to be uh, in a certain part of its orbit for the rocket to reach the moon. So if they don't launch by September the 5th, they would have to stand down until, uh, I think, the third week of September. Yeah, that that would be quite a sight to see. I, I, I've seen a, a shuttle launch in person down at Kennedy Space Center, and that was quite a sight to behold. I can't imagine uh, a giant. And, and that certainly was a, a, a very large rocket as well, but but not as big mm-hmm. a, as this one for sure. A couple other things I wanted to get to, Stephen. Uh, Blue Origin back in business. They, they launched six more passengers into suborbital space. But, but this is, while, while interesting, really isn't breaking any new ground. Exactly. I think uh, from a technical perspective, it's certainly not breaking any new ground. Uh, you know, this is, these flights are similar to what NASA did with Alan Shepard in 1961, for example. So, um, but from a, you know, from a commercial perspective and seeing everyday people, so to speak, launching into space is somewhat a new and novel, I think, uh, from my perspective. But, you know, you talked about routine. This is only their sixth human space flight. Um, only their six human space flight, this, this last mission last week that carried six people. But, you know, the first or second time they did it, it seemed to me a little more newsworthy than the sixth time. And, you know, going forward, they plan to do these missions every 
month or two on average. They've launched 31 people on those six missions, 31 individuals, separate people on those six missions. And they're going up just to the edge of space. They're kind of just kind of a kissing space, so to speak, sure. just going up right above the atmosphere. And they can float around for three or four minutes and come right back down. The entire flight lasts about 10 minutes. And uh, we heard some reports this week about interesting that the cost of these missions per seat is about $1.25 million. Uh, that came out this past week. And, you know, a lot of people can afford, you know, there may be thousands of people that can afford that, but it's certainly not quite the everyday person who can do can afford a mission like this. So I think that's an important point to make. Yeah. Someday maybe all of us will be able to experience that, but uh, it, it seems like a ways down the road. Now, now yeah. speaking of human space flight, SpaceX had uh, a bit of a delay, and it looks like uh, this will be uh, pushed out until uh, the end of September, very likely October, uh, b- because of some hardware problems. Right. This is SpaceX's next uh, crew launch uh, to this International Space Station for NASA. And, uh, you know, we've talked about the way SpaceX uh, reuses rockets. Um, but this particular mission, you know, a few years ago, every launch in the world was a brand new rocket because the launches were expendable. Uh, this particular mission will be actually using a brand new rocket and doing the shipment of the rocket from uh, their factory in Hawthorne uh, near Los Angeles to uh, uh, a site in Texas where they do some testing. Uh, that rocket actually made contact uh, a gentle run-in with a bridge on uh, an interstate. So that damaged part of uh, part of the rocket. They had to replace uh, some elements of the rocket, and right now they're doing some testing to make sure that the rocket is actually 100% ready to go to launch these astronauts to the space station. And you know, SpaceX does take extra steps uh, for reliability. They do extra inspections and extra refurbishment uh, for rockets that are actually assigned for human missions. So they're going to take their time to make sure that the repairs they did are are 100 uh, percent good, and uh, before they ship that rocket down to uh, Florida for launch of these next four astronauts to the space station, that delayed the mission from early September to, to probably early October. So about a month delay there. Yeah, and once again, out of the abundance of caution, they want to make sure everything's right because even though at at the top we talked about they're they're making it look routine, it is anything but. A routine. There's still a lot of things that can go wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, just the scale of their operation is kind of crazy to, to watch from my perspective because they have, I think, they have over five thousand employees now. Uh, so they have, you know, a standing army of engineers and technicians. A lot of graduates uh, in, in aerospace engineering want to go work for SpaceX, and so they have a, a huge pool of talent to take care of all these all these uh, different jobs that they have. They're, they're launching people to the space station. They're launching commercial satellites. They're developing the Starship uh, down in Texas. They are also building satellites at a rate of, you know, a half dozen or more per day for the Starlink Internet Network and launching those with, uh, with regularity. So they have a lot on their plate, but they have a big team and a very talented team to do it. Well, always good to visit with you, Stephen, once again, uh, the website spaceflightnow.com, and it looks like things could get very interesting later in August down at Kennedy Space Center. You, you, you've got to be on some level very excited about this, to see that big SLS rocket launch. Yeah, yeah, I've been covering this program through its ups and downs for a decade, <laughs> right. and, and seeing, seeing the rocket roll out, 
uh, was was quite uh, quite a sight. And to see it fly, I think, will be kind of breathtaking. And if anyone's in the local area on August the 29th, uh, I think it's worth taking a look uh, to the sky to see this thing fly. Yeah, no, no doubt. I'd love to love to get down there for it. I don't know if schedule will allow, but I'd love to see it. A shuttle was spectacular. I saw a pre-dawn launch of Columbia mm-hmm. years ago, and that was that was pretty cool. I'll never forget it. Yeah, anybody who who has even a passing interest in space flight or or uh, rockets, you got to come see a launch because uh, even what we call the routine Falcon Nine launches from SpaceX are on their own. Uh, quite a sight to see yeah very cool stuff and a lot of great things to see at kennedy space center i'd put it on uh, put it on your list for sure all right Stephen. Mm-hmm. very good to visit with you we'll do it again soon we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.